It's my privilege to bring the word, and you know, uh, Pastor Andrew just mentioned a minute ago about you know I, uh, you know, pray every day through all the um, prayer requests that come through, and you know, lots of trials and things going on amongst people. How many know life has challenges? And you know, it just reminded me and drew me back to something in you know the book of James. And how many know you know James when he when James talks about faith, he talks about faith. That a faith that has real effect in this world. He offers numerous practical examples throughout the book of James to illustrate this, but the one that I want to focus on this morning is that he talks about faith enduring in the midst of trials. And I've t- titled my message this morning, Faith Under Pressure. And I want to just um, start with James chapter 1, verses 2 to 6, and just read that now. Consider it. Pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. So what does James, what's he encouraging us? What's he talking about when it comes to trials? And I think the first thing that we see very clearly there, how many know that trials are a fact of life? They're a fact of life. Um, Trials are the tests and the challenges and the problems that we encounter in everyday life says whenever you face trials of many kinds. Trials that be expected. How many know the scripture doesn't say if you face trials, but rather it says whenever. We are going to face trials. It's a fact of life. How many know none, none of us are immune for facing trials in our life? Jesus said in John, he said, in this world you will have trouble. We will have trouble. And you know what? Trials are unpredictable. You know the word in that passage in James 12 when he says you face trials. The word faith in Greek is peripto, which means, it literally means to fall into something that is all around, to be surrounded with. It's the same word that's used in the story of the Good Samaritan where the man who fell into the hands of the robbers. Do you know what? Trials are unexpected and they're unplanned. And when they come often when we least expect them. That's what makes a trial a trial. Often it's inconvenient when we fall into a trial suddenly. And you know what? The other thing James says there is that trials are of many kinds. They come in all shapes and sizes. There's a wide variety of them. They vary in intensity. They vary in variety. And how many know they vary in duration in our own lives? Some are minor inconveniences. Some are major crisis that we find in our life. But you know what? I I, I find it interesting there in James when he says in the first um, part, in in verse 2, he says, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. I don't know about you, but when when Sonia and I, whether I'm going through a trial, I don't consider it necessarily pure joy. And you know, it sort of turns our whole view upside down. But you know what? We're going to talk about joy, but I want to consider this. The key phrase 
that James used is next in verse three. He says in verse two, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know, because you know, because you know, our attitude in a trial is determined by understanding. How we face the trial and James, as you know, as we, he knows we're going to face trial. He knows we, as, 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 as children of God, are still going to face trials in our life. But he wants us to know something because when we know something, this, when we know this, it's going to help our attitude and help us to face that trial. You know what? Rejoicing is not just positive thinking, but it's based on some real facts. And look at what we do know. James 1 verses 3 to 4 says this. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature, mature and complete, not lacking anything. I love the way the message puts it. It says it this way. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colours. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work in you so that you can become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. You know, for me, that gives me courage. I take courage from this passage from um, James. How many of that pain and trials in our life can actually be productive in our own lives? Pressure and things that come into our life at times and the pressure produces something, can produce something. Suffering can accomplish something. It has value in our lives. What value does James talk about? He talks about the value of that when we go through trials, how many know it's a test of our faith? Because you know that the testing of your faith. And you know, he used that word, he uses that word testing as in testing, you know, with gold and silver. You know, when you heat up gold and silver, really hot, and then the impurities, the dross, was burnt off. Trials are an opportunity to purify us. You know what, as Christians, we can be and are a lot like tea bags. We don't know what's inside of us until we're dropped in hot water. Then we know. And I have to admit, sometimes, under pressure in that, some of the stuff that can come out sometimes can be like, Wow, where did that come from? But you know what? When we're going through that, let's allow God to really work in that situation in our life. So what comes out begins to reflect the character of Jesus Christ in our lives. You know, our faith develops when when things don't go as planned. Our faith develops when we don't feel like doing what's right. It purifies our faith. Christians are like steel. When they're tested, They come out stronger. Well, let's hope we come out stronger. And the other thing James says there, he says that the other thing that we know is that the testing of our faith develops perseverance. He's talking about a staying power. He's talking about not not some sort of passive patience, but a staying power. He's talking about endurance, the ability to keep on going, the ability to hang on in there. God uses trials in our life and he uses trials in our lives to teach us how to handle pressure, how to never, ever give up. Trials strengthen our patience, 
How do we learn patience? By going through by everything that went. How do we learn patience? By everything going our way. No, we live it. We, we live in a comfortable and a convenient society. Everyone wants it now. If we have it now, if we can't have it now, you know, this attitude of forget it. But in, you know what? Endurance today is a rare quality. And one of the things that comes out of trials and things is an endurance, is a perseverance. It's, the t- it's what comes out when our, t- when our faith is tested is that we continue to persevere in the things of God. And finally, he talks about there in James chapter 4, perseverance must finish its work so that we may be mature and complete and, na- and not lacking anything. Trials build our character build our character they make us more like Jesus they help us to mature they help us to grow when we don't know what's happening in our life we can often be overwhelmed by our trials we need to go know that God's number one purpose in our life is to make us more like Jesus that's his his number one heart is that we become more and more like him because the more we become like him the more we can influence the world around us. God is much more interested in building our character than in making us comfortable in this world. And I love this scripture, which has been so real and so powerful and so um, personal and so real in my own life. And it's in Romans 8:28, and it says, "And we know that in all these, in all things, God works for the good. Not all things are good, but they work together." For good. Not all things are good, but they work together for good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. But the secret there of Romans um, um, 8, 28 there, we find in verse 29, which says this, For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed into the likeness of Christ. Why do all things work for good? in order to make me like Christ. How does God teach us the fruit of the Spirit? By putting us in exactly the opposite situation. If God wants to teach us peace, for example, we might find ourselves around chaos in our life because how many know it's in chaos that we learn His peace? We learn His true peace. It's easy to be peaceful while you're laying on the beach on the Gold Coast. (laughs) which I've done. Anyone can do that. But you know what? Ephesians says we are God's workmanship. God wants to make us a masterpiece out of us. He wants us to be mature. He wants us to be complete. He wants us to not lack anything. This is a picture of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. And that's what he wants us to be like. He's forming us into his image. He's forming us and helping us and he wants us to grow and become more and more like him because you know what, if we're more and more like him, no matter what trial we're going through, when we, when we go through that and become more and more like trial, you know what, that speaks volumes to people that are around us. That speaks. I've got to be honest, Wendy, when I look at some of the, some of the trials that people around us in this church are going through, I look at them and I see the character and I see Christ-likeness flowing out as, as they're going through that. And I think, what an amazing testimony. What an amazing example. What an amazing 
um, example of what it is to be a, a totally committed follower of the Lord Jesus Christ to continue growing. And then we look at what James tells us then in that passage of scripture there in James chapter 1, verses 2 to 6. We, f- we find out a couple of things James shares with us, what to do during a trial. So we know it's a fact of life and we know that what we, we, know, we, do, what we know is that the testing of our faith produces um, perseverance and it builds character in our life. But here's a couple of things that James tells us we should do when we're going through a trial. And the first thing he says, which I mentioned earlier, he says, consider it pure joy. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials. And you know what? We, we need to be careful that we don't misunderstand what he's saying. How many know he's not saying that we're to fake it or pretend? Yeah. Yeah. How, many, how many know God never, um, never asks us to deny the reality of the circumstances and situations yeah. with which we f- face in our life and around us? He's also not talking about the enjoyment of hardship or having this sort of martyr complex, um, you know, which says, oh, good, I get to suffer and I just love to suffer. You know, I feel more spiritual when I suffer. You know, he's not talking about that. How many now, we don't rejoice for the trial. We rejoice in the trial. We rejoice in it. We don't thank God for the situation. Why would I thank God for evil? But I thank God in the situation. You know, I, you know, one of the most misunderstood um, scriptures there and verses in the Bible is in 1 Thess- Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, which says this, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you in Christ Jesus. If we want to know God's will for our life, it's this, it's simple. In everything give thanks. It doesn't say for everything give thanks. It says in everything give thanks. In everything, get why it means we can thank God because we know that He can take even the bad in our lives and turn it around and bring out good out of it. Doesn't matter where our trials come from, we may have caused them ourselves, the devil may have caused them, they may be a problem that society has brought on us. But the source of our trials don't really matter, God uses them all for our growth. And for his glory, for his glory. What makes the difference is our attitude as we're going through them. It says, consider it pure joy. The word consider means to have a deliberate look at. It means to evaluate. It means to make up our mind once and for all. While I'm living in the present, I look forward. I look to the forward benefit of this problem. Consideration is a choice. Although I cannot control the circumstances that happen to me in life, I can choose and control how I respond in those circumstances. I can allow God to work in them and form and mould and character. And I can allow the, 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 the incredible character of Jesus Christ to shine out of my life and be such an example to those around me that we're reaching out to. You know, Viktor Frankl, is a Jewish psychologist who spent time in the Nazi concentration camp in Germany. And you know what? In that camp, and you know what? He said these words. He said, they stripped me naked. They took everything. My wedding ring, watch. I stood there naked 
and all of a sudden realised at that moment that although they could take everything away from me, my wife, my family, my possessions, they could not take away from me my freedom to choose how I was going to respond in that situation. We choose to rejoice in the situation. Psalm 34.1 says this, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. Even when I don't feel like it, even when things aren't going right, trials do not automatically produce blessings. For some people, trials destroy them. For people can come, people in trials can either become bitter or better. It's how we choose to respond. Choose to rejoice. Choose to rejoice that no matter what we're going through, we have a Saviour, a Lord that's with us all the way. Whether we've been persecuted or whether things, whatever things are going on in our life and our world right now, we know that He's with us. He never leaves us or forsakes us. He empowers us. His Holy Spirit is working in our life. The, 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 the fruit of the Spirit, the character of Christ, love, joy, peace, patience, all those things, um, the fruit of the Spirit that are, that are being worked in our lives, allow them to flow and come out as we're going through those trials because it's that that makes an, a difference in those around us. Consider it pure joy. Rejoice. Rejoice in who's with us as we go through those trials. Secondly, he says, James says, ask God. Pray all of the time. Of, of all times to pray, how many know we pray when we're going through trials? And what do we pray about? I love what James 1.5 says. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to him. How many know we ought to pray for wisdom when we're in the midst of trials that we're going through? Why should we pray for wisdom so we don't want to waste the opportunity to grow? If we don't learn it this time, how many know there's always going to be opportunities for us to learn and grow? We become overwhelmed when we don't understand what God's doing. Pray for wisdom. Wisdom is seeing life from God's point of view. Pray for wisdom to understand the problem. There is no situation in life that you can't learn from if we have the right attitude. If we have the right attitude as we're going through them, to allow God to form them through this, to be able to continue to, in the situation, to give thanks to Him, to continue to love Him, to continue to press into Him, continue to walk the journey with Him, continue to know that He's with us, that He'll never leave and forsake us. We can grow through those situations. Ask, what do you want to teach me in this problem, Lord? What do you want me to learn? What characteristics can I develop as I'm going through this season in my life? Finally, James says, believe and not doubt. Trust God to know what's best for your life. Cooperate with his purpose so you don't short-circuit the process. That's what's called faith. James 1.6 says this, but when he asks... He must believe and not doubt. Sometimes 
We've just got to relax in the situation and just trust God. Let God work and do his work in that situation. Consider it pure joy. Ask God and believe and not doubt. You know what? One of my favorite scriptures is in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, where it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. That is, that is a powerful thought right there. It's one of the first scriptures I haven't learned was that I can't rely on my own thinking when I'm going through situations, when I'm doing life. I can't lean on my own understanding. I need to trust him. And where does all wisdom come from? From the word of God. Yeah. We've got to open our Bible. And, and we've got to press into him. And we've got to get our understanding from him. Right. And you know, as the um, team comes forward, you know, my heart really breaks, you know, as I sometimes read those prayer requests and read the things that people are going through. You know, my heart often just really breaks at the pain some of people are going through and people feel. And I've got to be honest with you, there's people in our church that are going to be in God's Hall of Fame. They're going to be in God's Hall of Fame. They're going through stuff and circumstances and situations and they're just shining brightly the character of Jesus Christ and impacting all those around them. You know what? There's people that I honestly say have maintained just this beautiful, sweet presence against odds of incredible pressure. Things that people have done to them or situations that they're living through right now. How many know it's not always easy to have a joyful heart in the midst of trials and problems and circumstances that are going on in our life? Even when you want to have a joyful attitude, it can still be difficult. You know, God says that the devil wants to use our trials to destroy us, but God wants to use them to develop us, to grow us, to help us become more like him. Which will it be for us? Some of us are going through some really tough times right now. It's really hard, but can I just say something? God cares cares about you very much. God sees everything that you're going through. He knows exactly where you are. And I want to finish up and encourage you with this amazing promise that James gives a few verses down from that passage there in chapter 1. And he says these amazing words. He says in James 1.12, Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. Because when he has stood the test... He will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love Him. God says there will also always be a reward. Can we just stand up for a moment? Father, I just thank You. I know. Father, there's so many, many going through trials, all different circumstances. And it's just, it's a fact of life that we go through them and But the real thing here, Father, is as we go through them, we have an opportunity, Lord, to become more like you, to shine brightly, to mature, to grow, to have an impact to others around us, Father. And Lord, I just pray for those right now that are going 
through trials and circumstances, whether it's physical or whether it's persecution at work or whatever it is in life, circumstances, trials, um, having to push through the testing of their faith right now. Father, I pray and speak that they would persevere and endure, Father God, that they would break through, Father, that they would continue to walk closely with You, continue to grow stronger in their Christian faith, continue to grow and continue to mature, continue to become more and more like Jesus Christ, continue to influence and become a a powerful and amazing influence on those around them, whether it's in in the hospital with the nurses and people around them, wherever they are, Father God, in the midst of their trial and or in their workplace, Father, that they would continue to shine brightly and, and, and shine the love and the power and the beauty of Jesus Christ. And Lord, You would use us, use us in a mighty and powerful way, whether, whether everything's going well or whether we're going through trials and situations. Lord, you would use us, use us to be, as Jesus said, fishers of men in Jesus' Name. Amen.